People always ask me what type of marketing we do at the practice to see on average 165 new patients each and every month. And I always say the same thing, reviews. And more importantly, I rank high on Google. You may have heard me talk in the past about how my practice's website and Google search ranking has been the most beneficial element to my practice's growth. Well, I've been happily working with the same marketing person for the past four years, and now you can too. Relevance Online Marketing will take you from non-existence to the top of the pack using their revolutionary approach to SEO and pay-per-click advertising. No contracts, no BS, and only the results that you can take to the bank. So if you are looking for a marketing company that gives your practice the attention and care it deserves, look no further than Relevance Online Marketing. Mention Dental Practice Heroes and get your first month free, risk-free, with absolutely no obligations. Relevance Online Marketing will take your online marketing from zero to hero. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and set up a demo today. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com and gear up for some real practice growth. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dental Practice Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Paul Etchison, and we're here on Monday, October 31st. It's Halloween. Hopefully, you're getting out with the kids and you got some good weather by you. Um, in Chicago, we tend to not have the best weather around Halloween, but we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good today. So, feeling pretty good about that. You know, I'm feeling good about two other things because I am off for the next two weeks, which is awesome. And you might be saying, dude, didn't you just take two weeks off not that long ago? Man, Etch, are you like off all the time? And to that, I would answer, yeah, I, I kind of am. And I'm totally cool with that. And the other reason I'm kind of excited is because I bought a big fat gold chain. I'm talking about like a 15 millimeter Cuban chain. It is beyond ridiculous. My wife was like, what the hell are you doing? You're not wearing that if you go anywhere with me. And I didn't buy it to wear it out. I just always wanted a big fat gold chain. And I finally just broke down today and I'm like, I'm just getting a big fat gold chain. I don't care. I'm not going to wear it out. I'm not going to like, you know what? Maybe I will wear it out one day. I don't know. For, for for now, it's just for me around the house. It's a big fat gold chain. I'm happy I got it. I ordered it and it took a little, little bit to get in, but here it is. And I've got this big heavy thing draped around my neck and I feel good about it. And I ain't gonna apologize about it. All right, let's talk about our topic today. I want you to think about when you look at people that have a successful practice? Like, What do we typically see with these people? What are some traits that they have? And the obvious one that most of us will come up with is that they have confidence, right? Confident people are, you know, they're well-respected, they're easy to follow, they become, they're better leaders, they're more effective communicators. But what I want you to realize is that confidence doesn't bring success alone. We also need to have that drive to become better, that drive to expand our businesses. We also need to have ambition, right? So what if we just have ambition and we have no confidence? Well, then that's going to get us in situations that we might not be able to handle. That ambition is going to take us into uncertainties that we haven't been in before. And that could be dealing with an employee issue. That could be trying a new procedure. We really need to have that confidence as well so that we can handle these situations and adapt and that we can learn and become more competent. You know, so the ambition is not going to get us there alone. But without confidence, you know, it just kind of puts us in crappy situations and, and, and leads us to failure, which leads to less confidence, right? Now, what if we only have confidence without ambition? Then we fail to grow. You know, we don't really like take ourselves in these new situations. We don't get out of our comfort zone. We don't learn new skill sets. We don't ever take our practices to the next level. So 
we more or less stagnate. We need a healthy dose of both confidence and ambition. Now, a lot of people are you know, naturally more confident. We know them. I feel like I'm one of those people that's naturally more confident than other people, at least on the outside, I guess, right? I mean, uh, I have my insecurities like everybody else, but what if you're one of those people that it just doesn't come that natural to? Well, then you need to build your confidence. So how do you do it? So first, we have to believe that we're in control, that you're in control of your life. You're in control of the outcomes, the relationships, everything that happens in your life and at the practice. There's a great book called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I talk about it often. And it's essentially the, the whole premise is that we need to have the attitude that we control everything that happens and that everything that happens in the business, at the practice, it all rests on the shoulders of the leader. Now, there's a psychological term called locus of control. You can either have an internal locus of control or you can have an external locus of control. Somebody that has an external locus of control essentially just believes that life happens to them. They believe that all these external things that happen in their environment, is, they just happen. They can't control them. So why even try when you can't control them, right? Someone with an internal locus control believes that they can affect the outcomes in their life, that the things that they do, their behaviors affect what happens in their life. So that's, that's foundational. That is the first part, is that we really need to believe that we can control the outcomes and the results. And that is the first part of being confident, just confident that we can control the outcome. Next, you know, when we really think about our past experiences, everything that's happened in our lives, we need to remember that everything that's happened to us, we've always figured out a solution to everything and we came through on the other end successfully, right? Now, when we win, when, when we have these wins, it's easy to notice that we took care of something, we fixed something, we handled something gracefully we experience the outcome that we desire. That's something that's going to breed a lot of confidence. But what about when we fail? What about when something doesn't happen the way that we want to? You know, that's the kind of thing that can destroy our confidence. So we need to look at those failures in a manner, instead of saying like, I screwed up, I'm a bad person and losing confidence. We need to say, hey, that is part of my learning. That is part of the learning experience that's going to teach me how to be more competent in the future should that ever happen again. Should that situation ever happen again, I'm going to know what to do. I'm going to know how to handle this. So if we start looking at those failures at something that makes us better and more competent, that can breed us more confidence in our failures. So look at your failures as a learning experience. Next, I want you to think about when you're nervous. You know, nervousness is like a lack of confidence, right? We're just, we're unsure about the situation. We're feeling nervous. When we really think about nervousness, it's in our heads, right? It's just a feeling that we're having. And, and for the most part, people can't see feelings. No one needs to know that we're really feeling nervous on the inside as long as we can fake it on the outside. Now, sure, people that know you really well will know they can sense your nervousness by your, your nervousness, by your posture and in your body language and stuff. But for the most part, even like dealing with patients or dealing with employees and stuff, they don't need to see that we're nervous. They can't see. So just wipe that and erase that from your mind because we can fake it until we make it. And I want you to believe that you can do that. So just remember that your nervousness is only on the inside. It's not something that you walk around with and you don't have a label on yourself that says, I am nervous about the situation. You can fake that confidence. Now, lastly, remember that competence breeds confidence. So prepare for uncertain situations. When you have an uncertain moment coming up, you know it's coming. You have to talk to an employee about something. You're doing a procedure that you're not that comfortable with. 
you know you're going into some element of uncertainty. So ask some friends for advice. Read a book. Take a seminar. Watch some YouTubes on it so that you can get more information and you can get more competence to go into this. Because when we prepare for these uncertain situations, we can attack them more confidently. All right? So that's all I want to say about confidence. Now, what about ambition? Remember that the confidence alone is not going to get us where we want to go. We need to also have that ambition. Now, for me personally, my ambition came from this, this, this belief that if I got better at certain things, my life would be better. If I became a better clinician, my patient care would be better. If I became a better leader, my practice would be better. If I continued to grow and expand my leadership, then I could eventually work less and my life, hence, would be better. So I want you to really visualize all the things that you want and then work backwards and build those smaller goals that it would take to conquer them. I love to look at every element of the practice, you know, sit down and really think about everything. Like, how are our phone skills? How's our treatment presentation? How's the front desk, the back? And look at all these things and say, what can we really improve on? And what do I want this to look like? And once I figure out what I want it to look like, then I can start work backwards and come up with all these little steps so that I can get it done. So I want you to get those steps. And then you just start doing a daily to-do list. Get your to-do list, commit to it. Each day, make sure that you complete it. Each day, you're making, taking those little steps that's getting you closer to your goal. And since you broke those bigger goals down into small steps, it's just another goal. It's another step. Just keep taking steps each day. Another thing is finding people who are also you know, ambitious. If you need some ambition, talk to some ambitious people. Where do we find these ambitious people? Well, I can't tell you how many like practice management CEs that I went to that is full of ambitious people. Because these are people that want to better their practice. So, I mean, I've met so many people at at seminars and just talking to them, finding out what they're doing in their practices and really just kind of picking their brain and learning. And, And when you find out what other people are doing, it makes you want to do that as well. You can start a mastermind. You can join a mastermind. I have the people in my mastermind group. Sometimes I could be totally complacent. And then I hang out with these guys and girls and I come home from the weekend. I go, gosh, man. I got to do something. I got all this stuff I want to do now. I wasn't really motivated to do it before I showed up. But once I hear what other people are doing, I'm like, I could do that. I want to do that. I want to have that. So you start talking to people that have what you want. And and so look at the people that have what you want. And I'm not talking about like, I mean, it's kind of like envy, right? I mean, I want you to use that envy to motivate you to get what they have. And I'm not talking about destructive envy, like that's just eating you and just a constant wanting that's never satisfied. But look at the people that have what you want and then decide that, that that's going to be the motivation to help you get it. And also, you can find out how they did it. Talk to these people, find out how they did it, get the steps, because that's going to help you get to it. So there's, there's nothing wrong with just finding these people. You can also hire a coach, you know, a coach that can help you stay accountable and help you take step by step to get to the next level. This whole thing reminds me of a, um, a quote that I saw in a book. And it was from Reese Witherspoon. And it said, ambition is not a dirty word. It's just believing in yourself and your abilities. That sounds a lot like confidence to me, just believing in yourself. So I want you to have that confidence. I want you to believe in yourself. And then I want you to have that ambition that's going to put you in those new situations that are uncertain, but you get through them because you're confident that you can. And even when you fail, you use that as learning to give yourself more confidence. So that can keep that circular momentum just going back, 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 building confidence, building ambition, building confidence, building ambition, 
and helping you propel yourself little by little to all those little goals and the big goals that you want to have. So I hope that resonated with some of you. Get out there this week. Have a great week, but get out there. Write down, do the hard work, do the prep work. Sit down and think about what you really want and start working backwards and start attacking those goals little by little and confidently just get out there and do it. 